You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. Happy Monday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. I hope everybody had at least a solid weekend. I know I did. I'm a of course, like I mentioned last week, I was moving this week. I got to relax a little bit, feel a bit rejuvenated, and I'm ready to go for the week. Uh, today, we're going to take a look at how the recently released NFL schedules impact the Florida Gators that are currently in the NFL. And just to avoid the obvious ones and the easy ones, really, I'm going to be avoiding division games just because, of, of course, yeah, those are <laughs> obviously you could pick any division game. But, oh, this could have playoff implications. Uh, so completely avoiding that. Also, thank you to the people who left your review. Please do continue to do so or reach out to me in some way. My DMs are open on Twitter, so feel free there so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. I know it's the best daily Gators podcast around, but I want it to be the best Gators podcast around without question. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. So the order here is pretty much uh, alphabetical by team name. Uh, So we have the Arizona Cardinals up first, which of course gives us DJ Humphreys and Marco Wilson. For DJ Humphreys, this one is very easy looking at the schedule. Week six versus the Browns, DJ Humphreys is the guy, and that is the game that I'm looking forward to with him. He's going to be facing off against... Likely both Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney as they move along that defensive line. So the pressure is going to be on DJ Humphreys to, well, <laughs> not allow pressure. Uh, so that that's easily the game that I was looking forward to. I know a lot of people are like, hey, offensive line, not super exciting. Not super easy to get excited for it and look forward to a matchup. But when you've got DJ Humphreys going against someone like Miles Garrett, who's arguably the best young pass rusher in the NFL, arguably the best pass rusher in the NFL, and Jadavion Clowney, who of course we get it, or at least I don't know how you guys feel about it, but with me it's that he's always been all hype, he has never come close to living up to it, so he's that, but you know, big name, big matchup, and as a secondary edge rusher, he is going to be a big problem, I think. So DJ Humphreys going up against the Browns in week six, still pretty early in the season, almost at the halfway point. I think that is going to be huge for this Cardinals team. And then looking at the other side of the ball for the Cardinals, Marco Wilson, the rookie corner, of course, is a fourth round pick. He's currently listed as a second string corner, which means that he's likely going to find his way onto the field sporadically through games. And I mean, at this point, I picked week 17 versus the Cowboys as his game that I'm most excited for. So He could be in the starting rotation by then. He could have, of course, also completely played himself out of the lineup. But he could be a starter by then. Going against the Cowboys is pretty big because the Cowboys, of course, for the majority of last year, were without Dak Prescott. But they like to go this like the spread attack here. They've got a lot of receivers. 
And, I mean, Marco Wilson is going to have to be on his game because he could be matched up with guys like Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Mike, Michael Gallup, where, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure on everybody in this Cardinal secondary. And I think that this is going to be where he will have more pressure than the rest of the season, really, to perform. Next up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons, which means we're about to get the two Florida Gators again. First, Dante Fowler Jr., the pass rusher, of course, out of Florida. Uh, he's also the Week 17 game I picked. I've got the Bills, and honestly, I'm excited to see how he's going to perform against this team just because offensively, it looks like they're going to go a bit more zone run and when we talk about zone run, usually, recently, it's been wide zone, so that's going to be something to look forward to. But, I mean, edge rushers or edge defenders at that point are going to have a lot of pressure on them to stop the run. But more importantly, I'm curious to see Dante Fowler Jr., if he gets in this backfield, how he's going to take on Josh Allen, because Josh Allen's a big dude. He's not just big, he's mobile. So it's like, you've got to catch him? And then you've got to be able to bring him down still because he's, he, like I said, like he's a big dude. Like he's thickly built. He's got strong legs. So Dante Fowler Jr. chasing Josh Allen is something that I am very much looking forward to seeing, especially with the Bills at that point likely fighting for a high playoff seed and the Falcons maybe fighting for a wild card spot. Kyle Pitts is next for the Falcons, of course it is. Uh, I picked week seven versus the Dolphins primarily because of this secondary is just so good for Miami. Like they're a team that they don't have insane pass rush, but they've got such a good defense because their secondary is elite. So, I mean, when it comes to Kyle Pitts, there's a number of guys they could put on him. I think we're going to see a lot of Javon Holland on him, which is something that I'm very excited for because Javon Holland was, I think, my number 15 player in the draft class this year. So watching my number one player versus my number 15 is something I'm very much looking forward to. It's going to be interesting to see if the Falcons, if they move Kyle Pitts out wide, who's with him. If Javon travels with him, uh, we could see Xavier Howard maybe match up. Byron Jones maybe match up. Uh, I doubt we'd see Noah Igbenogany on him just because he's... I mean, Noah Igbenogany is not a tiny dude, but when you compare him to Kyle Pitts... Yeah, he's a pretty tiny dude. So, I mean, Kyle Pitts is just... he Every week, it's going to be interesting to watch how defenses defend him. I've said it before, there are few defenses where I think they really have a guy who I'm like, he can stick with Kyle Pitts. Uh, even Super Bowl champ Bucks, when I was on Lockdown Bucks, I was like, maybe Devin White? He's probably the guy I'd pick, but like, he's not super technically sound in coverage, so I'd be worrisome there, too. Um, but yeah, so that's, we're going to take a much deeper look at Kyle Pitts going into the season as well. But for now, that's where we'll leave it. And then looking at the next team, the Green Bay Packers are the next team to come up on the list to Daryl Slayton. Um, sorry, I realized this is a big gap from Atlanta to Green Bay. I didn't pick every Gator. I picked every Gator that's expected to play significant snaps. Uh, so to Daryl Slayton is the next one up for the Green Bay Packers. Week 15 versus the Ravens is the one that I'm looking forward to because, I mean, we've spoken about Tadaris Slayton a lot. He's a big, big man, like, dude, dummy thick. But he's got his work cut out for him against his Ravens rushing attack. They're an offensive line that they do not play around, and their running backs 
not not little dudes. Like they're totally comfortable fighting through contact. So to Daryl Slayton, whether he's starting or playing a rotational role, this is gonna be a big week for him. I mean, I wanna say pass rush as well, but I don't know. If he gets in the backfield, I don't know how he's gonna get Lamar Jackson. That's just that is a near impossible task for anybody. But it, it, anything could happen, really. And, I mean, he's learning from one of the best with Kenny Clark. He's got a ton of potential. So who knows what we'll be looking at by the time Week 15 rolls around. Think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 3,300 odds. And I'm just saying, those? I'm a most definitely take them. <laughs> Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and I do mean anything. It is the best way to place your bets and it is 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D O N with no space for your 50% welcome bonus. Continuing the list, we've got Houston Texans corner Vernon Hargraves III. Uh, for him, he's another Bills matchup. I put week four versus the Bills just because. This Bills passing attack is so lethal. I mean, they've got two All-Pros, whether or not you think Cole Beasley deserved it. They've got two All-Pros there. They've got uh, Gabriel's going to be just a freak this year. I'm expecting a big step from him. They've got Dawson Knox you can take a look at as another guy. that I mean, he can move out, out wide a little bit, so we could see him against Vernon Hargraves, although we shouldn't just given the size difference there would be... <laughs> Actually, we should see. That'd be pretty hilarious. Um, but week four versus Bill's passing attack is a big game for Vernon Hargraves early on with a team that has just a lot of question marks throughout right now. So Vernon, if he could pick it up here and if he could finally put it together after we've been waiting for so long, <laughs> if he could finally put it together, that would be huge. And this is the game to prove it. Next up, we've got four, three guys from the Jaguars. Sorry, three, three Jaguars. Week 17, Taven Bryan versus the Patriots. I'm very interested to watch him because he's another guy who, big question mark, he was a high ceiling player when he got drafted. He has not even come close to living up to that ceiling. And week 17, he's got to go against Cam, uh, Cam Newton, who, of course, former Gator. But, I mean, doesn't really matter, <laughs> but... Former Gator, who is very mobile, big-bodied, big arm. So Taven Bryan's got the luxury of trying to tackle that mountain of a man. And David Andrews is one of the best centers in the NFL. So Taven Bryan matching up with him. It's going to be a big test. And hopefully that with the majority of the season behind them, Taven Bryan can put together some sort of consistency here for once in his career. C.J. Henderson. Week 12 versus the Falcons. Um, for this, I like I wrote a little outline for this. I put Week 12 Falcons versus everyone because there are just so many fun matchups we could see with C.J. Henderson. He's got Julio. He's got Calvin Ridley. He's got Hayden Hurst. And, of course, 
He's got Kyle Pitts that we can see him matched up against. I'm excited for this. I'm like genuinely deep down in my body. I am so excited for the possibility of this matchup and what we can see here just because CJ Henderson hopefully going to take that next step. He was a rookie last year. We don't fault rookie corners. It's a very, very difficult position to adjust to in the NFL. But CJ Henderson matching up against guys like Julio, Calvin, Hayden, and Kyle Pitts. There's a lot of talent on this Falcons offense. And CJ Henderson, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if he'll shadow someone by this point in the year. We don't know what's going to happen, but he could be moving around. He could be taking on a lot of very talented pass catchers here, and I'm super excited for this one. Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle for the Jaguars. Week 11 versus the 49ers because they've just got such a good pass rush. They've got so much depth, and I mean, we saw that they had to address that because last year their depth was a huge issue with the injuries that they faced. So they've got so much depth here. It's going to be a new look as well because the 49ers don't have Robert Sala calling plays anymore or preparing the defense anymore. Now it's D'Amico Ryans is the new defensive coordinator. So it's going to be a whole new look for the 49ers here versus the Jaguars. But week 11, they kind of should have their identity, so we should know what we're looking for here. But Jawan Taylor... Uh, entering his third year, just a physical guy. Big. He's primarily been a run blocker. He's not super refined as a pass blocker, but this Jaguars offense, they look like they're going to be pretty fun. And so him giving them time, giving them space, Jawan Taylor is going to play a huge part in this offense this year and this 49ers game, no joke. Next up is someone who you don't typically think about when you think of Gators in the NFL that are like big successes. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, though, for the Kansas City Chiefs is their number three receiver going into the year. He's got, I mean, not a ton of production throughout his career, but week nine versus the Packers, I'm thinking could be a breakout for him just because you've got Travis Kelsey. He's going to be obviously a focal point for this defense. You've got Tyreek Hill, obviously going to be a focal point of this defense. You've got Mecole Hardman. And not so much a focal point for the Packers defense, but he's someone that you've got to keep your eye on. And then, so this Packers secondary is going to be spread out really thin, and they're talented on the outside with guys like Jair Alexander as their number one corner. And I'm assuming by this point in the season, Eric Stokes is going to be the number two. So you've got Miko, you've got Tyreek, pretty, I'm not going to say shut down, but they're covered by respectable guys. Uh, probably Darnell Savage is going to be on Travis Kelsey. Maybe it's going to be weird how they cover him. But Demarcus Robinson, week nine versus the Packers, this could be his breakout week this season because, I mean, again, like I've said, like the the other guys are accounted for pretty much. So Demarcus Robinson, he could be the focal point of the Chiefs' offense in week nine. Also week nine, we've got Van Jefferson of the Rams versus the Tennessee Titans. I'm excited for this one because the Tennessee Titans, they've got Kevin Bayard back and they've got Christian Fulton back, but the rest of their, I mean, pretty much all their secondary first year Titans and everybody, but Janoris Jenkins, who's a first year Titan and Kevin Bayard, who's been around for the Titans. Everybody else is either a first or second year player um, that, uh, at this point who's expected to be starting is a first or second year player. So whether it's Christian Fulton uh, Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, Van Jefferson could be matched up with someone who's very inexperienced in the secondary. And 
I mean, of course, there's Cooper Cup, there's Robert Woods, but obviously we're expecting one of them to have Jackrabbit on him, I'm assuming. Um, one of them to have Farley or Fulton. But that leaves Van Jefferson with either Fulton, who didn't play much last year, Farley, who's a rookie, and if Jackrabbit's not playing much and Farley's taking that other spot, then we've got Elijah Molden, who's a rookie. So Van Jefferson... He's got the opportunity to be another Gator receiver that breaks out in Week 9. And then we've got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, one of my favorite Gators of all time. Sorry, Josh Gardner. I know you hate him, but he's amazing. Week 4 versus the Giants, because how could I not put that game? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson versus my favorite team versus... I mean, he's probably going to be lined up against Kadarius Tony a decent amount, so it's another thing where it's like, yeah, you should be excited for that. But of course, Week 4 versus Giants, the game that I had to pick just because it was purely selfish, pure bias, and I, I don't regret it. Um, I I don't apologize. I, I think that this game is going to be... It, it might be the Giants game I'm most looking forward to that's not a division game. Uh, just because you know, Saints are always a fun team with guys like Ross Jackson, Dylan Sanders, who cover the team that I love, and Deuce Windham, of course. Um, but then we've got Chauncey Gardner versus Kadarius Tony. It's going to be a huge matchup for Gators fans, and it's just going to be a great game. I think I think these two teams match up well in an exciting way. So that's easily the Chauncey game that I'm looking forward to the most. As we build up to the NFL season. Let's start building our bodies too. That's I'm so sorry that is so gross, but I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep saying things like that. Um, Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion coconut brownie chunk. Personally, though, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. Seriously, gonna eat clean now. I, I've moved in, so now I have no more excuse to be like stress eating or anything like that. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at Built Bar. Dot com. But to wrap up the show today, we've got more schedule matchups. And I just talked about week four with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson versus New York Giants. Switching to the New York Giants, we've got Kadarius Tony. I didn't put week four because I refused to double dip there. Week 13 versus the Miami Dolphins. Again, this secondary is just so good. Like It's the same reason I picked Kyle Pitts week seven versus the Dolphins. This secondary is so talented. And I think that... In this case, it's a big positive for Kadarius Toney because he's currently looked at as like the number four receiver. He's behind Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. Evan Ingram's tight end there. Saquon Barkley is, of course, the running back. So Kadarius Toney, uh, Xavier Howard, not going to be matched up on him most likely. Byron Jones, not going to be matched up on him most likely. Um, and then he's probably going to be stuck with either Noah Igbenogane or Javon Holland, and at that point, we're just looking at a fun matchup with two guys. I mean, I think it'll be Javon Holland. I think it should be Javon Holland. I think he's just better matched up with Kadarius Tony here. Um, no, Igbenogany is more of a straight line speed kind of guy that they're just hoping can put it together. 
Devon Holland is a man coverage safety, which is something you don't see often. But I think that's something that they're going to want to do. I think Giants are going to get guarded with a lot of man coverage. And I think that the Dolphins, no different there. I think that Javon Holland should be the guy to cover Kadarius Tony, and I'm super stoked to see that matchup. Moving on, we've got four New York Jets now. We've got Gerard Davis, the linebacker, of course. I put week four versus the Tennessee Titans because I want to see Gerard Davis meet Derrick Henry right in the A-gap. I think that is going to be ridiculous. I think it is going to be a lot of fun, but I do think Gerard Davis could have more on his plate in week four than he will with the rest of the season because that is going to be the week where it's like, hey, and I know Gerard Davis has not been stellar at any aspect of football, really, Uh, even in college, now into the NFL, but I think this is going to be where he really has to make his money because... Jets defensive front should be able to open things up. So Gerard Davis, he's gotta come in and really make the play in the in between the trenches, really make the run stop, which of course if you don't know, run stop gain of three or less. So I think that Gerard Davis has really gotta wake up in week four and really gotta step up, really. Next up, Marcus May up a week five versus the Falcons, because I mean I mentioned it with Kyle Pitts. Someone's gotta guard him. Marcus May could be the guy. I know last year they put him, I mean, they used him so in just so many ways. It was insane. They used him as Jamal Adams, but even more in coverage, which was just ridiculous. So I think we could see him be the guy where they're like, hey, um, please take on Kyle Pitts just because no one can on this team. So Marcus May might be the guy. You just put your best defensive player on him and hope that he can make the plays that he needs to. So I, I think really when you're looking at Marcus May's schedule, you look at the Falcons, you look at Kyle Pitts, and you think this is, this might be where he's the X factor. Next up, LaMichael Pirine. I put week one versus the Panthers just because I don't know if he's going to play much. So I'm excited to see week one if he plays much at all because I think that will set the tone. He's kind of, he's he's a veteran on this team now compared to the rest of this backfield. So he could be the guy where it's like he needs those touches early because he's not someone who needs to be worked into the game plan anymore. And I've also got Jabari Zuniga as the last Jet. Week 4 versus the Titans is big for him for the same reasons Gerard Davis. We've seen Zuniga make fantastic plays against the run. I mean, if, if you know what, what I think Jabari Zuniga immediately pops in my head, the goal line stand against Georgia. Jabari Zuniga was that defense there. And I think he's going to have to do that for the entire game versus Titans offensive line and running game. Next up, Joe Hayden for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week 16 versus the Chiefs because, duh. Um, Whether it's Tyreek Hill, whether it's Meikle Hardman, whether it's Demarcus Robinson, if you want to say, whether it's Travis Kelsey, whether it's Clyde Edwards-Elair, no matter who it is, whether it's Cornell Powell, I don't know what it's going to look like at week 16. But Joe Hayden is going to have his hands full, hopefully not of Chiefs jerseys so that we could avoid those penalties. But, I mean, that, that Week 16 game is going to be so huge. For so many guys in the secondary, Chiefs could have been the matchup. So, I mean, it is for Joe Hayden here. We've got Carlos Dunlap is our second-to-last Gator on the list. I put Week 1 versus the Colts here. Um, of course, Carlos Dunlap is now a Seahawk. But Week 1 versus the Colts for me is huge with Carlos Dunlap because... He's going against Carson Wentz, who's going to be in his first game, or first regular season game, as an Indianapolis Colt. 
More importantly, he's going against Carson Wentz, who's working with a new offensive line, at least to him. Uh, I believe four of the five Colts starters from last year are back. Of course, the only one they don't have is Anthony Costanzo, who retired. Um, he's been kind of replaced, but like it's still pretty murky. So Carlos Dunlap, I mean, even if no matter what you want to say, no matter how you feel about the individuals on this line, offensive line play, more about gelling together than individuals anyway. So how this new offensive line gels, especially how they gel with Carson Wentz's play style, is going to be interesting to see. I'm hoping Carlos Dunlap can give Carson Wentz some fits. It's not super hard to do. So I'm hoping that he can find some success here. Last Gator that's expected to play significant snaps and contribute significantly, John Bostic, the linebacker who we know that I love. I said it last week. He's one of my favorite Gators of all time. Week 7 versus the Packers. Um, The Packers have been a really fun offense for the past two years, whether or not you like them, whether or not you agree, just because it's a run game, so you could say it's boring. But going against Aaron Rodgers and this running game is going to be huge. John Bostic will have to step up because this front seven for Washington football team, fantastic. But John Bostic is probably the weak link right now. And so week seven versus the Packers, you can't be, you can't have a weak link. Everybody's got to be very strong. Everybody's got to be on their game. So assuming Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, of course, but going against this running game again, no joke. You've got to clean it up. John Bostic has got to have his best game of the season, week seven versus the Packers. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll talk about Gators softball from this from this past weekend and much more. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Lockdown Washington football team hosted by Chris Russell and David Harrison, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I know that I've sung the praises of David Harrison on here before. Get over it. I will continue to do so. He's amazing. He deserves a call out. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, can the New York Mets follow in the New York Knicks' footsteps? That's the cue of the day. The A of the day is please, please, God, let the Mets follow in the steps of the New York Knicks. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.